Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It was a thrilling race, so we're going to be nice and loud and enthusiastic. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh crap. Getting ahead of ourselves. No, you had a backup as well as a normal one. No, but one. I just had like one of those mind blanks. Oh, okay. quick, you need to go straight to it's it. It's only three words. Anyway, it's okay. Tradition. Yeah, it's okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast, episode seven. We're on seven already. Crazy stuff. We're going to be talking about the Canadian Grand Prix, as you would have imagined. I'm Matt. I'm Jess. Oh, I'm Sam. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>, Tommy. <laughs> and yes, this is not Alistair. This is Sam. Sam, introduce yourself. Let us know um, who you are. What are you? Good question. I, I, I'm <laughs> Sam. I'm a, a YouTuber. I run a channel called Seen Through Glass, which is a bad rip-off of Top Gear. Um, but I'm, a, I'm an <laughs> oh, F1 obsessive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. But you're a big F1 fan. F1, obs- so F1 obsessed since, since six years old. So. Six years old. So that, we thought it'd be a good idea to, to bring you I, along. I basically begged to come here. I appreciate you pretending like it was <laughs> you inviting me, but I genuinely begged to come on your podcast. And I'm so pleased to be here because you guys are my ultimate entertainment on long road trips. Aww. Honestly. I swear. So ultimate. Yeah, yeah ultimate. ultimate. I love ultimate. the ultimate right. word. Can, can yeah. I quote you on that? Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. I'll get my <laughs> agent to invite you. I'm a YouTuber. I have an agent. <laughs> <laughs> so how we usually start this, as you will be aware, if you're, with our ultimate uh, experiences, um, is the three-word race reviews. Jess was panicking before we ro- were rolling, or potentially it might still be involved, but. Uh, Jess, <laughs> you've had enough time to panic. Okay. Give us your three-word race review from the Canadian Grand Prix. Fancy a Heineken. <laughs> yes, I do. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever seen sponsorship displayed in that so way. Aggressive, I think. You it call was it. very aggressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know what? If they'd have just done one or two of the parts, I might be sat here going, actually. Great idea, gonna nab that. Me I mean, bit. when I run yeah. Grand Prix myself, but, oh, yeah. but <laughs> Jess's plan. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got ambitions, right? I'm Charlie Whiting. Nice. Oh wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think like some of them were really cool, but altogether it was just too much. Yeah. Like it, so much on the eyes. And... You might as well have just written buy a Heineken already across the track. Like, but don't drink and drive. But don't drink. Don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so weird. That Interesting thing, mix, isn't it? Yeah. I, I went to a Heineken event in Vietnam promoting Formula One um, and I've never been handed so much Heineken with <laughs> Heineken brand I mean it was great because I had a wonderful time but they do you remember are, it? they're just very you're not so well uh, <laughs> but they just they just love I mean it's Heineken you know yeah. you really uh, that's their sort of I think their their way of targeting people is aggressive marketing but I actually really liked the start procedure I thought that was a little bit different like that was if that was the only thing for them to have done that's what I'd I mean like, that's what the, star, the stars yeah, the, little, the, the stars because some people thought they were maple leaves at first and yeah. then and then Oh, once you got cool. to like lap 10 and there'd already been about 100 red stars everywhere you go okay it's advertising yeah. <laughs> okay. okay it was weird so what was your three word race review so um give it to me so i could jess i'm a, I'm a massive lewis hamilton fan as well well yes but jess i apologize because my <laughs> <laughs> what I'm about to three say. words uh lewis should retire <gasps> oh <laughs> 
As a Formula One, as a Lewis fan, as a Formula One fan, I turn on the TV to be excited, and he is just so out of the game, moaning and complaining, doing nothing. And I'm sitting there going, well, my favourite guy's bored. I'm bored as well. I have to, actually, I have yeah. to agree God. with you. He's bomb. done it. He's done You've it. Just yeah, I know. Amazing. I love but Sam, it's very true. Sam's completely right. It's, the one thing you don't want to hear is... Oh, well, we might as well give up. It, that, which is what yeah. he kind of came across and as doing. And he's done it in the last few races as well. He did it in Monaco, complaining about, oh, the race was really done, despite beforehand being like, Monaco's great, yeah, blessed, all that kind of stuff. And then, oh, it's really boring. Like, we need to change everything in F1. Mm. Well, how un-Lewis was it on the driver's parade? They were like, do you think you've got a chance today? All the fans are here. And he's like, yeah, I'll give it a go. I'm just like, mm. come on, dude, like, think, at least pretend. And we've kind of touched on it before. Like, he's a very emotional racer. And I think going into this weekend, knowing that he was always going to have a power unit deficit over everybody else, I think he already came into the weekend going, well, he said, actually, at the end, um, I, don't, I don't know if you caught the post-race uh, media pen bit, but he was just like, I was glad to have finished. So he was like, yeah, I didn't, I th I didn't that, think yeah. we were going to finish. So to be honest, getting fifth for me is like... I did my job, um, but he does. He comes out with these things as well. Like he was going on about like, well, with with these crap cars at the moment, you know, not not alluding to the Mercedes in particular. I think he was just talking the about the regulations. Yeah, yeah. The three engines. He's like, oh no, yeah. MotoGP's better. I was like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> two wheels. What even is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll enjoy two wheels for a while. <laughs> oh, yes, Sorry, Ellie. Uh, Tommy, get, give us your three-word race review. Uh, mine is, we were robbed. Ooh. Which, uh, not one boring yet. Yeah, really no. I, I think it was just the fact that qualifying was probably one of the most exciting qualifyings in years. Mm -hmm. um, you had, for the first time that everyone's been hoping for, it seemed like Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari won an equal playing field. They were all really close. Um, it was, you know, anyone could have won that race, and especially at the end when they were finally allowed to push. It was actually quite exciting to watch the, the gaps closing and you think, why weren't they doing that all the time? And unfortunately, it just ended up being another economy run for everyone, which ruined it. It was a shame, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really proud of everyone not saying it was boring. I think to, to finish off the set, Canada should stay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, I th and what I mean by that is that Canada showed that it's not it's the regulations it's, it's not, not the it's not the circuit you know mm -hmm. it's it's the tires it's it's everything is just wrong at the moment you know the aero's too complex they can't follow you know Raikkonen I, he's pretty chill you know but then in the post-race uh, interviews he was it looked like he had died of boredom <laughs> like, he was just he couldn't even be bothered to really answer any questions and and I think it was it kind of showcased that you know Canada's have had such good races in the past from tyre degradation you know remember that race I can't remember what year but where there was marbles everywhere, everywhere and they were just falling off the track if they went a millimetre off the racing line um, but yeah I think it just showcased that there is a lot wrong with the sport and hopefully 2019 with the more simplified aero rules will help that they, yeah they dropped the ball again with the tyres exactly like Monaco where Canada was that race where initially they got the idea for the Pirelli tyres by going oh isn't it really exciting when there's two and three stops and instead, if if a high if the hypersoft tire is a one lap race, it's pointless yeah. in my opinion. It shouldn't. 
I agree with that, and it's the first time I've actually enjoyed Nico Rosberg as part of the Sky team this weekend. Because I first time, sorry, Nico, because I thought he he seemed a little bit controversial at times. And somebody asked the question, "Do you think there should be a mandatory second stop?" And he said, "Yes, absolutely. Do two stop races, and it." could be or should be more exciting um, but I wonder even then I think Pirelli would, would probably still play it a bit too safe and I'm not sure it would spice it up enough but yeah you should not be able to do one stop That's on the the thing you say about the tyres but it's difficult because I think that maybe the tyres there's n- nothing wrong with the tyres and it's the fact that if the cars could follow closer and even overtake then the tyre strategy would be blown open in that sense because, because, because they don't stay out they're not pushing they, again it was a coasting but they also I mean Bottas was saying that he had a fuel um, issue well not issue but he was running out of fuel towards the end of the raging race raging at the race director by the way he didn't see any of the last that yeah last Max was one oh, line I mean it was I think it was all everyone was very confused because of the chequered <laughs> flag like, they didn't show anything they were just like uh, <laughs> this is so we, embarrassing yeah. I think they so were maybe nice. waiting for everyone to just kind of like oh that's the that's the <laughs> end and yeah they kind of lost their shit a bit at the end they did, but, they did. Um, yeah it was it was a strange one but it I don't know, and again, like I don't know if we, the aim was to go a bit f- further into this, but <laughs> I will interrupt abruptly. No, carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just cut me off. Stop. <laughs> um, but the, again, it comes to the question of how much about F1 do we want to be manufactured, and how much do we want it to be just raw wheel-to-wheel racing? And because if we put stuff in like mandatory stops, mm. ah, I just feel like it's forced. It's not real racing. It's it's not you know just cars going flat out on a track trying to do their best or like it's it's just like oh you've got to come in for your stop it's like i've always had a bit of an issue with the um obligatory compound usage for tires like you have to use two compounds but it's 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 how much of it i feel like f1's in a place right now where it's almost gone too far into we have to put in things that make the racing exciting whereas if they could have just like if they could just strip it back and go back to just let's just focus on the cars and and what we've got, i.e. the tracks. Because I mean, we we not not so much Sam because you've not joined us, but we've been quite critical of tracks. You're part of this, Sam. Don't yes. worry. No, I love the tracks. I'm all the tracks. Exactly, exactly. We've we've berated like we berated Spain, we berated <gasps> Monaco. Well, you, you guys did. <laughs> I was did. yelling at my radio. <laughs> How dare you touch yeah. Monaco? Um, but I think you know, it, almost it's almost like a period where do we just take F1 back to the drawing board and take it back to what we all want to see? Or do we continue down this path of adding in weird and wonderful ways of manufacturing great racing? Like three DRS zones in Canada. And it didn't help. And didn't no help. overtaking. Didn't do anything. <clears throat> didn't so, do anything. like, do, what, what's, I don't know. I, I don't have the answer, but I feel like if we just strip it back, which I think hopefully the regulations next year will help, by strip it um, back, you mean arrow. But, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but the, the only thing I'd just touch on there is that the, I know there's the rumour or the talk of maybe switching to two engines as well, isn't it, for the whole season? Yeah. Which, even if they change the arrow, will surely then make our problems even worse because the cars are going to have to run at even you know a less percentage of their, their abilities because yeah. that was going to be saving engines. And that's where I feel like F1's banging heads is you've got this sort of difference of let's save the world and have these super you know economic engines and we want hybrids and all this stuff like that. And then it's also, well, let's be really fast and be a spectacle. And you can't really do both. Um, two okay. engines for the whole season, they it's just not possible. <laughs> what was that? What was that? that? Formula E. Formula E. <laughs> F1's always been like that, though, where they're like, they've got this great idea. It's, it's like... Um, classic like 20, 2017 
they changed the cars, they made them look really awesome. Everyone's like, oh, look how good they look, they're setting lap records. And then everyone goes, oh, the racing's a bit rubbish though, isn't it? And it, you've always had that like, what what is Formula One? Yeah. It's always changing and adapting and a lot of stuff does contradict each other. So it's, mm. so you know, you don't, you have all this aero which is stopping overtaking, but then you put in DRS and hypersoft tires and all this kind of stuff and it just counteracts it. Yeah, because I guess like, Liberty Media are kind of on a two like two pronged approach right now, in the fact that they're trying to make racing exciting, so they're they're changing certain things to do with racing, but then they're also trying to attract mainstream fans. So they need it to be sexy. They need to, it to be like they're the fastest, and they do all this and that and the other. But for me, like that's such short sightedness because as soon as somebody sits down, if if a new fan, I think I can't remember who was saying this on the coverage, but if a new fan sat down and watched Montreal. I don't Watch think. Nice. Sorry, I don't know. excited about didn't you? <laughs> I don't know if they would stick around. But, but again, because it's the complicatedness of yeah. F1. I just feel like uh, we are very critical of this sport, aren't we, yeah. as fans, and 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 therefore we create this sort of culture of attacking always. And and over the years, there have always been boring races. There have been boring seasons. Like there was definitely a season where Vettel dominated that I basically didn't watch any races. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just knew he was going to win. You just caught it on the you like, just, highlights. Like, yeah, oh he's yeah, with Vettel. Sure. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so and so, but I think at the moment there's this kind of culture of us all going, "What's wrong with F1? And yeah. how can we make it better?" We've had two, maybe three boring races on a trot, um, but we had some pretty spectacular ones and I know you guys with, with Baku yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, like and four amazing in a row, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And spoiled, there really. will be there will be great races. Um I don't think Paul Ricard's gonna be one of them, but I know that's coming up later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I just think that there's also an element where we just need to kind of stop attacking and yeah. Yeah. and even Christian Horner, I remember that he did an interview as well at some point, whether this weekend or last, um, and they said, Oh we've got these new regs coming in next year, more overtaking and he went, oh, I'm not sure it's gonna help and you're like, come on, just, <laughs> just say something but like, yeah we're really hopeful, yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. just lie, <laughs> oh, yeah. so that we can all be a bit more positive and, and stop giving the sport such yeah. a hard time. I think Vettel said that in the press conference as well, didn't he? Yeah, I was about to, yeah. uh, I'll read out the quote, so it says, he said, I don't know why people today are so short-sighted, next week the World Cup is starting and I promise you that a lot of the games will not be exciting, but still people will watch it, but some games will be incredible. It is. I guess is I don't weird, know. I don't know it? any other sport that no. is held under such a microscope. Yeah, yeah. But even and like by the, the fans. Yeah, as well. yeah. exactly. We hold it to ransom, don't yeah. we? Really, like. And no other sport changes so much. Like, mm. if there's ten nil nils in the World Cup in a row, do they go right? We're changing the goalposts. We're making like we're having two footballs now. But, <laughs> like, but the, argu- <laughs> the argument is, is that football is a very simple game. Mm. Yeah. In the fact so, that anyone can, well, not anyone can play it, but it's ju- it's just. You know, eleven men aside, with a ball, kick it into two ends. F one is football fans raging right yeah. now. <laughs> There's so much what are you yeah. talking about? I, mean, I I actually used to play football, but Offside. I don't I don't watch it anymore. Like I don't watch it like because it for so me for me back. football is yeah. yeah yeah. Pedal carts. Just what? well no just just fo- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like just focus on the racing. Like go back to raw racing and and I'm sure the rest of it will come. But actually to to add to Sam's point, I think. There have been all, that's what I was kind of trying to get at with my previous point, but you were much more eloquent. I took all it. of your points. You did, you did, you did, them. Yeah. Um, um, there's, 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 too, there's almost been too many changes. So it's almost like we change it so much that there's not enough time to kind of work out, okay, well, how do we just make what we've got work? Um, it's very like it's a very reactive sport in terms of like that. Like I've, I don't, yeah, again, like there's not, there's never been this many changes in any other sport that I am aware of. Um, so it's, it's hard to keep up. 
I'm mm. looking forward to sprinklers next season. Maybe. Sprinklers. Who knows? Right. <laughs> I know Liberty Media. Yeah, has probably been taking notes for the last. Yeah. Yeah. Minutes the snow or so. machine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for fear of leaving Canada behind, let's let's turn to some three-word race reviews from our fans. Uh, Mika Mostert says Lance can't drive. Ooh. Arjun Agastya says Kubica replaced Stroll. Oh. And hug over the 350 fly Emirates literally, <laughs> um, which ties us in quite nicely to the Stroll and Hartley crash. Uh, we have uh, Dan Lijun says, what was Claire Williams on when she said Hartley shoved Stroll into the wall? So for people that haven't seen the race, well, I mean, why are you here? But uh, <laughs> obviously we had the Hartley-Stroll incident um, and it was quite clearly, well, from my perspective, Stroll's fault. Hartley put himself in that position, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, if you're going to put pin blame on someone, I'd say it's more over on Stroll. But then Claire Williams said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was weird that she said that, that, he went into him. That's that's a classic team principal defending their driver. Personally, I think it's more of a racing incident. I know that Stroll, yeah, he did mess up, but if you watch that first lap, Ocon got around the outside. So Unreal move. Yeah, really good move. Uh, Hartley tried to do the same, but if you watch his onboard, he does actually go over the grass in the first part of the corner. Yeah. And like you say, he is putting his car in a very... Precarious. Odd place, which let's be honest, if that was Grosjean, we'd probably all be blaming Grosjean, wouldn't yeah, we? So, sure. yeah, it's an interesting point. I think, I mean, Ocon, you can't really compare Ocon's one because Ocon had already had, had, got, had nailed the exit, he'd seen that Nico Hulkenberg had run wide, he just basically undercut him and went all yeah. the way around the outside. Whereas, Such Brendan, a bad run, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I understand, you know, Brendan, I don't know, I, does, does he feel like he needs to prove something? Like, obviously, with this whole news about Lando Norris coming in and, and, and basically taking his seat. I don't know how any driver can carry on with that kind of pressure on the back of, like, a, in the back of your mind the whole time. Like, I know you just kind of have to grin and bear it and prove them wrong and do your best, but I don't know if I could ever walk around with knowing that your team doesn't even want you there. Yeah, I want to get rid that of you. Must be, that must be insanely just... I mean, yeah, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. So. That's why they're the best sportsmen, isn't exactly. it? That they can pick themselves up like Vettel, for example, and Hamilton have been through those rough patches and gone on to win championships. That's why they're the top of their game. Yeah. Really. Mm. Do you not think Stroll was in a similar kind of place? Maybe not in so much jeopardy over his seat, but at least feeling the pressure or feeling the frustration of a car that is definitely not meeting his expectations or anyone's and arguably was either on the wrong line or carrying too much speed or just not uh, well, driving. Well, he had, he had I mean, a stellar start, didn't he? He had a good like, start. He, he had a good start off the line. He was passing people. And I think maybe, I don't know, but you know, maybe he was just a bit like, I'm not meant to be here. And yeah. then kind of was on it. <laughs> like, oh, he's no. a bit caught Can up in everything. Can you say dizzying heights yeah, of 14 or something. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is a, I think that was literally it. It's Canada. I'm going to win the race. I think he's probably a bit like that. I feel like he just uh, is so determined to prove himself or maybe try and do a Leclerc the, in the Williams, you know, try and nice pronunciation. perform Thank you. Nice. Oh. We'll get on to him. We'll yeah. get on to him. No oh, worries. The last but, half of the podcast is yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but beating the car, I think he's trying to outperform the car to try and show that he's yeah. a proper talent and unfortunately maybe he doesn't have the abilities and the car isn't there. Um, so I agree with you. I think it was a racing a racing incident. Yeah, imagine um, paying all that money. Well, his dad paying all that money to get the worst seat in F1. Because oh. he, he can't do anything in that car. And I know people yeah. say, get Kubica in that car, but what, like, realistically, what can, what he, do? can he do? I think it would be disappointing be, as well. Yeah, he even said it was embarrassing mm. when he'd 
I don't think he wants it. He said it was yeah, embarrassing. He, he was it. like, I don't think he'd want, want to be there. He'd rather have the Torosso drive or something. Yeah, he's kind of, he's riding a wave of this amazing PR exactly. circus yeah. that's going on around him that could put him in a different car. At so the minute, he's got nothing to lose. Exactly. But if he gets in that Williams seat, I think that's he's got it. everything to lose. That's yeah. it. He's doing an even more extreme version of Alonso where Alonso's in a mediocre car and just talks about how amazing and how he'd win every race if he was in the best car. Kibitza is getting all this praise and he's not even driving. Yeah. <laughs> just it's just back, like, yeah, I'm great. Just like, chill, yeah, yeah, great. I could probably yeah. overtake Leclerc. Just grab a Heineken yeah. and sit back. Yeah, I'd win. Do you want to drive? No, I'm all right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say grab a Heineken? Grab a Heineken. Yeah, sorry, let's pick up on that. I don't feel like it works. <laughs> it might be controversial, but I don't think Kubica, from what he showed in the, the, the test he did at Abu Dhabi and... He didn't. He wasn't that quick. Like well, Sorokin was faster. Yeah, he, uh, Sorokin was quicker mm. than Kubica, and people are like, oh, give Kubica the seat. Blah blah blah. I don't think he's got what he had. No, and the injury's I, I going think that's probably what it would have come down to, wouldn't it? I but think I a lot of people yeah. thought it was money, but I think uh, as many people that I've tried to speak to have just said that unfortunately he's just not quick enough, and he might be. But the role he's taken is fantastic rehabilitation that might eventually end up end of the season. He's there, but I think they genuinely thought. Sorokin and Stroll would be a quicker pairing, um, which is upsetting for us as fans yeah. that want to see Kubica back. But yeah, you've got to feel um, sorry for Sorokin a little bit that he's, through no fault of his own, he's got a Formula One drive for being like quicker than Kubica if that's how they chose mm. it, and because he sort of a bit ruined the fa- ruined the fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Controversial comments coming out everywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, he kind of ruined the fairy tale a little mm. bit. So. Uh, People are very anti Sorokin. Mm. Yeah. So we had Lance and, and Brendan, the two retirees. The other retiree was Fernando Alonso from his 300th GP. Oh, the yeah. best driver in the world. Okay, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly see your Hamilton fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget 2007. <laughs> no, never forget. Yeah, it's weird how like Alonso, I used to hate Alonso when he was uh, fighting against Schumacher. And now I'm like, oh, I'd love to see him do really, really well. It's that it's whole underdog mentality. It's weird how it changes in Formula 1. I, I see that a lot. As well. It's the curse of the best car. Mm. In, everyone's the same with Vettel. Like, even like we see in our comments that when Vettel was dominating, every comment was, "Oh, give Lewis that car; he'd be he'd be the man." And now it's, "Oh, he's only winning because he's got the best car," or mm. all this kind of stuff. And it, it's almost that little curse of the best car. And Alonso's there in his tractor, going like, <laughs> "Oh, I'd win in those ah. cars." And they got and the best chassis in F1. Best chassis in F1. Oh, what a load sure. of trash well, they, that is! Yeah. Like, well, they would have been out in Q1, wouldn't they, if it wasn't for the two incidents in qualifying? Mm. They quite easily, both of them could have gone out yeah. in Q1, and Red Bull are battling for pole position. Although so. I quite, I quite liked. It was quite poignant that Alonso was in P14 when his. <laughs> Numbers Hello, 14, number 14 for his 300th Grand Prix. That's something quite like... And, point Maybe he he retired. Retired. and he retired. Like he should. Ooh. <laughs> Him and Lewis can go off into the sunset. <laughs> so you, you don't think he, he deserves a, a better seat? Uh, no, I, you know, I saw that uh, claim where he came out saying he was one of the best ever and 9.5 out of 10 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, that was... I, 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 I have to, I think five years ago, fine. I think when he was at Ferrari and was it 2012, 2013? Yeah. Uh, I, I, th- I think I agree he was probably at his peak. Um, I, I don't think he is anymore. And I think the, the battles with Leclerc are a perfect example of where 
I don't really care if your car's not as good. Like you're getting owned by a rookie. Um, <laughs> like, it's true. Like it, it God, is. This is turning to those yeah. savage podcasts. Yeah. I love I've it. Been myself, yeah. 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 I've been bottling myself <laughs> listening to you guys for yeah. six weeks, and now like I can unleash. It is funny, isn't it, that he's yeah. It, it's so easy for him to say, "Oh, I'd win in this car." And oh yeah. yeah. You can't course, prove it. Yeah, you can't prove it. He's against Van Dorn, who's a rookie. Well, it was last year and stuff. Like, how can you compare what Alonso's doing? You have no idea that, like, yes, he thrashed Raikkonen in the Ferrari. Vettel's thrashing Raikkonen in the Ferrari now. Anyone yeah. like, would thrash Raikkonen in really any car. Feat, really, but that's it? what I mean. Like, it. it yeah. He's, he's definitely yeah. an amazing and talent. And yeah. None of us would see him by the end of one lap if we were all yeah. on the same track. But, well, but, speak yourself. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I, I think when people say, oh, the best drivers, them are Hamilton, Vettel, Alonso, I, I, just, I, I would have to put him below a few others nowadays. Um, so, yeah. I, think, I think something that um, Tommy and I, I think we've spoken about this before, but part of being a multi-world champion is by making smart moves, not just... And, and keeping friends in the paddock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Rosberg's savage tweet. Him, didn't he? But, yeah, but so, so if, you look at, if you look at his career, he's made choices to move teams based on, obviously we don't have the whole information, but if rumours are true, based on either not wanting a arguably better teammate, um, not wanting to be outshone, and, and throwing his toys out the pram, and going off not based on a smart move but based on stubbornness mm. so you know his move from ferrari to mclaren um look where that cash ended him money. up that was all well the, yeah that was exactly all that as well but you know if again you know not to talk about lewis but <laughs> everyone everyone was like when when lewis moved from mclaren to mercedes everyone thought he was bonkers yeah. everyone thought yeah. he was batshit crazy I think and, he lucked out there personally. And but no, <laughs> no, because I, ca- I, I called it just FYI. I can even, I can <laughs> even bring up the tweet from, from whenever it was saying, oh, everybody is berating this move, but watch this space. He, he, oh, he, watch he, this space. I said watch, I, even watch I mean, it was however many years ago now, so yeah. cringe yeah. on Twitter, but it was... I'm going to find that tweet and retweet it. There's going to be so many people do looking it. for this tweet, do though. It. You've, you've, you've it was on my old account, though, so good luck uh, finding uh, it. I mean, you could find it if you want to. It's not really that difficult. But anyway, <laughs> but, um, because, I mean, Ross Braun was there. You know, they'd, they'd seen what they'd done with Braun GP. I was like, this is amazing. This is a brilliant move. And lo and behold, he's won most of his world championships with Mercedes now. So yeah. it's, some of it is chance. Some of it is completely outside the driver's control. I, but mm, but smart, it. smart moves yeah, win you world he, championships. That's the thing. Like, Alonso is very quick to belittle Vettel's achievements. And he, he is really savage on Vettel in particular going he's always like oh well I got two titles when it was really difficult and mm. Vettel like he he really lays into Vettel with like he did it in a Nui car and all this and he loves to play up to that fact I I can't see that it's a it can't be a coincidence that Vettel moved from Torosso to Red Bull Red Bull started winning moved to Ferrari Ferrari started winning because not forget he won in a Torosso and in appalling conditions, yeah. too. I don't remember and Alonso everyone... winning in a Minardi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just slightly harsh. Yeah. But, but, it's but the still, same thing. Yeah, yeah you, you'd argue that... Lewis would win in a Minardi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone's getting in the way. But, yeah, They're just high five for audio listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bad. Yeah. I, I, 
Uh, you actually mentioned the Rosberg savageness. Yeah. Uh, he was also as savage about Alonso saying, we all want to see that, Alonso being in a better car, mm. but no one wants him because of his team internal politics games. Yeah, because he, play, he plays mm. games and he, he, he breaks friendships. And if, if anything, you know, F1 is the same faces that kind of, you know, some of them disappear because they retire or they move on. But it's, it's essentially everybody is in this group. And if you piss off one person, or you piss off one team, that's it. That's bridges gone, broken. Like, it's very difficult to mend those partnerships again. So, you know, he, I don't think he's been smart in that regard. And that why, that's why, for me, he's not a completely rounded driver because that's, this is part of the game. F1 is a, is a political game. Yeah. Um, we're seeing this with Ricardo. Like Ricardo's keeping his hand, his cards close to his chest. He's, you know, he's he's weighing up his options. How much of what's going on behind the scenes we're not party to? But I don't think it's it's a coincidence that he's kind of playing this up and riding this wave because he wants the best seat next year. Yeah, sure. So that this is all part of it. You've got to play the game in F1, and he, I don't think Alonso has, and I, that's why he's where he is. I think it highlights um, how. Alonso, well, this is obviously speculation, but I think with, with where Alonso's gone and how the teams haven't really improved when he's there is the fact that he, he's probably not that great at the, the development side of making the car better. Mm -hmm. Like, that is something that is huge for, for drivers within F1 is mm -hmm. that they help to build a team and get better. Michael Schumacher, obviously <laughs> I was, being... I was, yeah. like, I was no. going to say it, and I was like, I don't want to... Good, yeah, yeah Schumacher, off. yeah. It, and I, I don't think it's any... And maybe that, that came into Lewis's decision is that Schumacher went to Mercedes. He was there for a, a three years. It, they started to get really good mm. the year he retired. And... You know, and now Mercedes were dominating for, for years on. And I think that definitely has a, a part in it. And I, I just think Alonso, he's been at McLaren, what now, three years? Not, and not they haven't improved not going at anywhere. all. And, and all of that negativity in the media yeah. would not have motivated any work workforce or work yeah. staff to, to try hard. Because they'd be and like, yeah. Yeah. GP2 yeah, we're GP2 working engine. our arse off and this guy's just slagging us off on TV. Yeah. And uh, Schumacher, I think, is the perfect example because he's, he's often rumoured to be the sort of first guy that really you know, cultivated a whole team and uh, had that sort of attitude of bringing everyone together and staying late and working hard. And I think With Vettel... Braun, just saying. But I, I agree. And I think, I think Vettel is doing the same <laughs> or trying to do the same at Ferrari because obviously, you know, Schumacher was his hero. So yeah. I, I think yeah. you can see that being cultivated whilst some other drivers... And I think Lewis is probably the same. I don't think he really is very good at that you know bringing I, teams together I think he can be but then when he's on, on his bad day he doesn't he's mm. like he's like he's like either extreme he either's blaming the team which he's I mean he's doing slightly less of that I think he's matured a little bit in that respect but even like we saw at Canada he was he was 100% blaming the setup of the car mm. and the fact that he doesn't have he the right power he blamed the pit stop as well like, he's yeah. very quick to jump it's on the radio yeah. and go why did you pit me it's like yeah and that's idea. again yeah <laughs> it's just it's just it's getting a bit old now isn't bit it really tired, yeah unfortunately but Let's move on to more positive things. Max Verstappen. Oi, oi, your boy. Your boy yeah, with a good drive. For yeah. a change. Didn't crash. <laughs> for a change. Well, actually, technically, yeah. no. Someone, I heard someone going, well, technically, Max did crash because he bashed wheels with Bottas on the first lap. But I'm I was like, that's really voice. This, this, this yeah. voice has come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like today. It's like the jet. That's right. Oh, I'm was, an angry yeah. tweeter. Yeah. They do that sound. Is yeah. Yeah. Like, that is the voice. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I see nasty tweets or comments, yeah. I just read them in that voice. <laughs> it's it's radio, actually. Well, I think you're fine. Go on, Max. That'll be the Alonso tweets to you. All the Alonso fans. I'm all over. Come at me. Technically, he crashed, but I don't think that counts as a crash. 
And it was a decent, <laughs> yeah, it was a decent Bottas, drive. Fair play to Bottas, though. Like, I think he's been. I'm listening. trying to talk about your boy Max. Sorry, okay, for yeah, just a minute. A race. Do you, you know? think Max? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't particularly. Oh no! Well, but, well, but do you think, therefore, he has changed his style? Maybe this is the new no. Max. No, 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 I just think he was just. He, <laughs> he managed to get no. the car into P3 in quali, and that meant that he stayed out of all the trouble. I mean, he had a go. He had a go. That go was brill. And he was like, I think that was the perfect kind of go. Going, I'll have a go, and then. No, went back out. He kept his nose clean. Yeah. Like, and so I think in that respect, like he, he, he couldn't have done a better job, apart from potentially take P2, but I don't think that was really on the cards. But He very nearly got he it. Drove, yeah, but <laughs> he, he drove, he drove, he drove a good race. And um, I did put him in P3 in the last podcast. Did you? I did. I can't even remember who. I think I put... I, I know I said P3. Bottas to win, which was close, just mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> that was a great shout from me. Didn't win, though. Thanks, Valtteri. <laughs> uh, let's actually talk about Valtteri. I think, now we're yeah, allowed to. I think he, yeah, he must have been listening to our podcast because ever since, <laughs> oh, we, absolutely, no ever since they were we down. rinsed him, he has just been. Should we wave in case yeah. he's still watching? Which, let's say Valtteri. 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 Um, What's up, bro? <laughs> yeah, he has been as good as Hamilton. He's been sensational this season. If yeah, you compare he's been him to sensational, yeah, C- compared to last season, yeah, I'd say sensational. If Hamilton is that good, if Hamilton is that good, then Bottas is sensational. Hold on. Nah. Hamilton yeah. has not turned oh, up yet. No, Hamilton yeah, has Hamil- not turned up yet. He's no. still in bed. He's deciding well, if he, he wants should, to turn up. He but should that should go against him. Yeah, exactly. He's not trying. He's not trying. He's not trying. we got the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face Sam it. Sam is not from WTF. I still will never forget that Bahrain, wasn't it, where Bottas didn't go for the lunge on, on Vettel. Which I've I think forgiven him for that. Ma- well, True, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. It marks him down to me as the kind of driver that he is. I I, I cannot see him as a champion. I can see him no. as a race winner and a great guy. And yeah. a, and uh, but I just he doesn't seem to have that killer instinct. And I can't personally applaud solid drives for second place um, oh because I, I, I don't. Need to. <laughs> Not two of you. There's six people in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 but it's personal. It, uh, he's just not a kind of driver that ex- excites me. He's not exciting. That's all. He doesn't excite me. He, okay. He's a great, great driver. I, to be fair, me. I I do agree with that. I don't think he's championship material, but I will give him credit for kind of his wheel banging with Max at the yeah, start. Yeah, so I'm not going to be bullied out of the way. And you know, he's driving really well. Like outqualified Hamilton on probably his best track. Um, yeah. I know, think if he'd got a few more points in Baku, like he obviously he could be right up would, there in the He title. would be, and he de- deservedly he deserves to be. You know, should be up there. And I think Valtteri, you've got to kind of put it into perspective here. He had great drives at Williams. He he impressed at Williams. Everyone was really excited to see him to go up to Mercedes, and he hasn't been there that long in the grand scheme of things. I know you're supposed to you know be straight on it and and whatnot, but he he has improved, and he's very much up there now. With I'd, Lewis Hamilton yeah, as a I'd, teammate. I'd argue that he's actually the perfect driver to be in with Hamilton because, like you say, he's not he's not aggressive to the point where he's going to do the kind of stuff that Rosberg did where he forgets to turn turn you know his car and whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, like if you look at Kimi Raikkonen, where was he like twenty sec twenty six seconds he had one behind of those Vettel races. or something where. Like Bottas is picking up really good championship points for Mercedes, and I think they know deep down he's, like you say, he's probably not going to win the title. I, I very much doubt it, unless Hamilton has some horrendous failures. But 
he's that solid he's number solid, two driver that's solid, right. getting those things. And I think after the Hamilton and Rosberg, it's exactly who they need. It's mm. a consistent, solid. good, solid driver. Yeah, I feel like he's not there yet. I feel like, but I think he has the potential. I just don't think he, to I just be don't there. agree with the sensational. He's not mm. sensational. He's mm. not going to set like hearts alight and like. He set my heart alight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if, if, if you took that horrible F one saying of let's put them all in the same car, Alonso? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly he'd not. Um, but could you honestly see him beating Vettel, Verstappen, Ricardo, Hamilton if he decides to oh, wake no. up? Like, he, I, I just <laughs> if he decides to wake up, <laughs> like Hamilton could easily just be having this slump, and it, uh, you just yourself said retire. Retire? No, I agree because. I genuinely feel like the heart is gone out of it for him, and that's that's uninspiring for us to watch. Mm. It's, it's upsetting to see Hamilton so unengaged. And you're right, maybe he's just freaking lost it, and and he's not as good a driver as he was. Um, but I doubt that. I just feel like he's just not. He doesn't look the same in the car. So all, all I feel like is Bottas. You're you're right. Is a solid, great number two, getting the points. But I think when any of those other drivers turn up, he hasn't. I don't think got the got the elbows in him to to defeat them. Personally. But but it's maybe maybe that's kind of the point that we were touching on earlier. Like to be a world champion, you have to play. You have to tick all the boxes, and you have to turn up. And Lewis hasn't turned up. So, well, he hasn't turned up for the past couple of races. I, we, I don't think he's completely oh, since he won the championship last year. Yeah, he's he's, he's just a lot. Yeah. Even yeah, even like he looked. Let's be honest, he looked into Baku victory. Yeah. yeah, but Definitely he admit, he was the first yeah. person and to he, admit yeah, that. Yeah, he admitted it. And Spain was boring, yeah. so he just sat yeah. out front. We haven't got much time left, but oh, uh, just a quick question: like, <laughs> do we think? No, not sure. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, like all of this whole, you know, Lewis's heart isn't in it. Do you think he's thinking about retiring at the end of this year? Well, he keeps mentioning it, which is yeah. weird. Like, he keeps openly talking, like, obviously not talking about what he's going on to do, but there have been a few things he's like, well, when I'm not here, or there was that moment in the press conference when Ricardo was like, oh, when you retire, you can be my agent, and all that kind of thing. And it seems it seems to me to be within touching distance, almost. Like, if it's not this year, maybe it'll be next year. And I wonder whether he, the negotiations for his Mercedes contract at the moment are, are prolonging, because I think he might want uh, quite a lot of break clauses. Mm. I, I feel like maybe that's why they're struggling is I think he wants a lot of outs I if he does or doesn't win the championship yeah. he might want an out um, and again he might just suddenly decide he's not but I feel like he's using the current state of Formula 1 as an excuse yeah. it's not yeah. like oh I'm struggling this year oh I'm not really getting on with the car this year people are beating me it's like oh well I'm not very interested anymore the, the sport's yeah. boring I'll leave yeah, so it's like he's exactly. looking for an excuse to, to retire and I remember that Hakkinen year when, you know, was it 2001 or I can't remember when, when Hakkinen didn't turn up, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and he just sort of faded into the background and you're like, what is going on with Hakkinen? And then he had his sabbatical and never came back. And still hoping. He's still hoping. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He did, did test for McLaren 2006. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I do feel like Hamilton's kind of on that path. I hope, mm. you know, I'm as big a fan as you are, Jess, and I really hope we're wrong and yeah. he suddenly comes back and we have a storm at yeah. the end of the season, but... Not um, too good though. Keep it be- one point between. Sorry, the two yes, of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take it, take it to Abu Dhabi. That'd yeah, be cool. that would be this year would awesome. Be great. And I enjoyed. I used to enjoy Lewis Hamilton just quickly. Like, I used to. Ju- I used to enjoy <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> That's also a title. <laughs> yeah, but I used to enjoy his personality. Like I, you know, he was refreshing. He was so fueled by you know just the whole sport and and I I see it as well. You know, it, watching his interview. I don't want to watch his interviews, especially mm. if he's not won. Because it's just moany yeah. It's just like it's come like a child, on. Yeah. You think you should be the mature one that's been in the sport the longest. You're 
the world the four-time world champion that should be setting an example for everyone else and actually like when yet like you say when he gets out of the car and he's like oh yeah but the sport's a bit rubbish just uninspiring for fans as well as, and, and as like you say mentioned. yeah imagine uh, other sportsmen going oh yeah i don't really care it would it would make everything a lot less enjoyable for everyone right let's let's turn it up for a, a funny thing to talk about before we end this podcast the checkered flag oh. mix up wow my goodness me that was a cock up and a half wasn't it that <laughs> Who I spotted mean, it and when? Check it flight. Did everyone see it straight away? Yeah, because yeah. well, yeah. the thing for me was like, they're they're waving that for a Force India. What I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. But I was like, that's Raikkonen. I couldn't work out. Yeah, I was like, I think <laughs> at, the, at the very the very start when she started waving it, the Ferrari wasn't hadn't even come around the corner no. yet. So Raikkonen hadn't even come around the corner yet, and I was like, what? They're waving that really? Wait, hang on. What yeah. lap counter? Yeah. Where are we? Like, oh, what's was, going on? But it was so strange, wasn't it? But the, the backlash. The yeah. Winnie, whatever her name is. Winnie Harlow. Yeah, That's she not got, fair. Yeah, because it wasn't her fault, was it? I think Charlie Whiting said something about the... He did. Yeah. Great point. Uh, the starter thought it was the last lap. He asked race control to confirm it. They confirmed it. But they thought he was making a statement when he was asking a question. He just shows it... He showed it a lap early, or he told the flag waver to show it a lap early, so it wasn't anything to do with the fact it was a celebrity flag waver. So there you go. That's uh, from, the, from the man himself. It's so. funny that it could have quite easily cost... Like they're lucky. It could have been set for yeah. second. Yeah, I yeah. mean Jensen Button because they went two two laps. Jensen back, Button's racing. They? Sorry, two laps back. <laughs> I was I was already ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> two, two laps. They went two laps back. Yes. And was it 2011 when Button overtook Vettel on the last lap? Like, can you imagine if Vettel yeah. had run wide, like Bottas somehow caught him, and yeah, they go, had oh, an actually, or technically, you didn't win. Do that oh, voice again. No. Technically, the, the flag is out. So two laps before, we've got to take the. Thing and you were speaking to Dan, who does our websites, and he was like, "Was it why does the flag have so much power?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyone can just I mean. wave well, the flag. Like, it's oh, over. Lap two, when the driver's <laughs> leading, just <laughs> yeah. wave the flag. Hey. It was funny hearing um, Kimmy's on board whilst like it was all going on because all the marshals were waving their flags, and he was like, "How many flags are there?" Like, just oh, nice, like, didn't nice censorship there, Ali. Well, Did you enjoy welcome. that? Yeah, nice. um, but yeah, he was just like, "Why are they waving so many flags?" And it was just like yeah. chaos. Just yeah. chaos ensued. No one really knew, like, do we slow down? Do we keep pushing? Do we, are people going to start running on the track? We just don't know. It's all <laughs> yeah. up in the air. That's too many flags. I the, 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 the commentators didn't even know what they yeah, were doing. Yeah, I loved the uh, yeah. interview with Ricardo at the end when he realised he'd lost fastest lap. That oh, was so that was funny. Because Ricardo set fastest lap on the final lap, which, again, is yeah. really annoying because why? But, um, yeah, when it didn't count because... They went two laps back and Max got it and Ricardo was on Sky being like, looking at, came up saying Max was up and fastest lap and he was like, no, that's me. And they're like, no. And he's like, what? He was furious. Well, they get, they get a bonus, so don't they? I think he's, yeah. he's, he's come out before kind of jokingly talking about the fact like, oh, we get a cheeky bonus if we get fastest, fastest lap. lap. So he was like, that's my money. Like, what? Yeah. Give me my money. And, but then me and you said before the podcast, we're like, I'm sure Red Bull will sort him out yeah. if yeah. they have to. It's not like it's <laughs> a rule change. within the sport or anything. Like, they'll well, just, like, oh, just chuck him a bit of money. But you're, you're right, Tommy. Like, it's, it's frustrating to see faster slaps being put in on the final lap. That's not good. It's because they probably just explode their tires and, like, they yeah. wouldn't be able to do another lap if, yeah. if they carried Still, on. Like, it's, it's a shame. For the spectators, yeah. it's a bit rubbish. Anyway, drive of the day. We're going to finish it with that. Oh. So. We haven't even, I haven't even spoken about Charles yet. Man, was he Charles. your driver of the day? Charles. Hi, Charles. 
was he a driver on Twitter of the day? The other day. Oh, oh, hello. It's getting kinky. Basically asking you out. <laughs> did you slide in the DMs? I did. I said, congratulations on your drive. And he yeah. said, thanks. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to reply now. Um, <laughs> Tommy, driver of the day. Vettel. Easily. Good. I'll go Leclerc. Oh, God, you're a great man. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Um, <laughs> that was I think she said Leclerc. Vettel, probably. Vettel, okay. Oh. And uh, ooh, uh, mm, uh, mm. Leclerc. Two for Leclerc, two for Vettel. Renault's really good as well, weren't they? God, we've spoken a lot. Like, Ali's been messing me. Go, five minutes, one minute. And that was definitely about ten minutes ago. But it's fine. It's all good, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. okay? How's Weck? Good. Oh, he's like, oh, please end it. Please end it now. <laughs> he's giving me he's the, got to get ready for right, Le Mans. Let's, let's right, predictions for France. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, unknown, because we've not raced there. No. Yeah, we know the drivers, Jess. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, go. Someone. This sounds really bad, but I'm going to say Hamilton, because every time I say Hamilton, he doesn't win. So oh, it's, Hamilton a power, hater. it's a power track. They've got the tyres again that suited them in Spain. So I'm going to say, yeah, Hamilton will get it. No, no, not Bottas. Bottas oh, will win. Bottas, and then who, yeah. and then who? We do top three. Bottas, Tommy, come on. Bottas, Vettel, Hamilton. Thanks. I'll swap it around. Hamilton, Bottas. No, Hamilton, Vettel, Bottas. Um, Hamilton, Vettel, Verstappen. Bottas, Hamilton, Raikkonen. Oh, you got possessed there for a second. I know. I was like, not Vettel. Raikkonen. <laughs> All I can think yeah. of is Leclerc. Yeah, I feel, feel Kimmy's going to do something once well once maybe he'll just, he'll just be at the end like <laughs> all of his skeleton. podiums all of his, all of his Kimmy's po- chance <laughs> all of his podiums this season have come from like chance so ouch maybe what a great time to end <laughs> <laughs> maybe Kimmy I, I hope Kimmy will at least use not bottle Q3 for once and then he'll actually have a good result anyway <laughs> what a lovely podcast know, thanks <laughs> thank you for listening Sam. to the air uh, yeah thank you thank you Sam, for, having for, me. for coming along I'm sure Yay. we'll get you along another time uh, when you're around you busy man uh, thank you very much for watching slagging people off on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> actually and we'll see you next time goodbye everyone see ya bye bye, bye. does Monday at the office feel like a storm not with Microsoft Copilot that feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly it's sunny again when Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act that sun's shining on a beach and when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.